Hello there. Welcome back to Quest 14. Temperance, Jupiter, Mercury, Bouses, and Philemon. The question that we will be exploring today is what is the great harvest to be the provider in the virtue of temperance? Let's take a moment and take a timestamp. We just had the first fiery full moon in Aries on October 1st. In the next new moon, we will be encountering the new moon of relationship in Libra. In the end, we'll end it with a blue moon, which is the third moon in one month, which is a pagan new year, a full moon of Earth in Taurus on October 31st. Astrologers from all the traditions said it's going to be a roller coaster ride. As I see it, all of us have been on the Magic Mountain roller coaster ride. We got full of excitement for year 2020, had to put on our safety harness, the mask, the helmet, the seatbelt, and everything else, including the crazy stomach medicine to anxiety meds. So, friends, on this roller coaster ride, we are in the last finale, the Big Dipper to the Free Fall, the Corkscrew Turns, and we'll end up in the dark tunnel of hell where we yell, Ah! WTF! God, please help me. Angels, be by my side. I sure hope that all of us will have a really awesome friend who will hold our hands on the finale because it's gonna be unforgettable. As I was writing for this quest, I wanted to share a mythology about the stars, planets, relationship, the temperature change of the world, and add some humor into this. So I came across from a very old story that most of us would read and would have read in high school. It's about the Romans and their gods. And this is a story of Bauces, the wise old woman, and Philemon, a generous man with a big heart. This couple, who was tested by the stars, the planets, and the gods about the art of temperance. Both Jupiter and Mercury tested their relationship to things, places, and people. In this quest, we'll take a closer look and have some insight on the word of temperance. Number 14 is the energetic aspect of the I Ching, which translates to Tayu, or the Great Harvest. And how does one rise higher with temperance in the card of the tarot deck where we will gain some insight on how to be human being and not so much of human doing. For this week, I'm recording this podcast. Pluto is stationed and is about to orbit around the universe and it's going direct with his two brothers or two best friends, Saturn and Jupiter. Whoa, 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 Kim, you're probably saying, are you going to get all elliptical on us and talk about the planets? Yes, friends, we will review what all of us might remember about the solar system because we're living in it. And you are going to talk about the stars, science, and astrology. Whoa, that is just too woohoo! Yes, brothers and sisters, we're going to do some basic astronomy, astrology, and let you be astounded all at the same time. As your tour guide on this roller coaster, not everyone is going to pass the test on the emotional wisdom where the height 
that is needed to be able to ride on this roller coaster. Some will gain some insight and some will not, which is okay. What does this human life have to do with loving more, living with meaning, and shifting to a greater good? And what does that have to do with astrologies and stars? Well, we are the one that's made up of stardust. Did you know when the galaxy come together to create a bigger galaxy. There is a great explosion that forms this great fire. And out of the fire, the element of iron is produced. And imagine that our hearts has this basic elemental of iron. If our body does not have enough iron, we will feel weak, unmotivated, and have no passion in our heart. See, I think our DNA is made up of some star seed way, way out in the galaxy. Science says that particle waves are made up of more than a Google. And a Google is 10 times 100. And that is the power of the heart, which we mention in Quest 5, 6, 7, and 8. There must be a universal combination that brings you here, me here, in this present moment. I have a feeling that we need to understand the language of the stars and figure out the spark that made all of us interested in learning about the matters of the heart. Now let me ask you a question. When you travel to another country, do you look up to see what the weather is like on the island? Or what the language is spoken on the mountain top of Shambhala? Do you do research from the food to the social life so you know exactly how to pack on your trip? Do you pack in light gear, wet gear, warm stuff, or cold stuff? Well, I do research on the different language that are spoken all around the world. So... I could respect the host cultures and the places that I visit. There are four phases, phrases that I say when I visit to any of the country. Are you ready to be impress your country host or the country that you're visiting? The four phrases that I always learn and speak very well is I love you because when you say that it always brings the smiles to the person's heart thank you that shows respect I appreciate you because that shows great gratitude and finally the last phrase where can I wash my hands or my face because it shows cleanliness try it you'll connect to the place that you'll visit and you'll see the sight in people's face when you know how to speak their native tongue since our earthly body is here for a temporary moment, we are here to learn lessons, especially when dealing with relationship, and how to love more by understanding a better way to live life 
with compassion, because the compass is on which is our heart, and which is the lesson and the blessings of our heart's journey. Here, we will attempt to be somewhat affluent in the language of the stars, and learn to be an influential compass in the virtue of humanity. When I was young, I learned how to speak English by watching cartoons and reading comic books. What I knew about Pluto was he was a dog that does not speak. He only relies on his physical physical humor and expressing the doggy personality through animation rather than talking dialogue with Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. This yellow obedient golden retriever hung out with Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Did you know that Pluto got his name in 1930 after we discover the ninth planet of Pluto? Then I went to school and I had to learn the solar system. Starting with the sun, we have Mercury. Hmm. Let's test your memory. Do you remember the solar system? Can you name it all? How many planets are there in our solar system? Can you name them in order? Ready? Go. The Sun, Mercury, Venus, mm-hmm, Earth. Yep. Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus. Or Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, being the ninth planet. If you are millennial, then you will probably know that there's only eight planets and ends with Neptune, because scientists, after the 2000, Pluto is not considered a planet in our solar system. Because it does not have the same elliptical spin, it's a planet that's way, way out there in the black universe called hell, and it does not want Pluto to be a part of the team of our solar system. Since I'm not a millennial, I have children who are, so. What I say to the kids are, it was my lesson that I had to learn it that way. Let's see if you have the temperance enough to deal with the dark shadow side. If you refuse to accept Pluto as part of our solar system, as I got older, I started to study astrology. And the magnetism and the wavelength of the Earth in relationship to planet. Here is the bifocal perspective of 2020. The older generation looked up at the stars. We pray for the good stars to bless us, and we take precautions when the Death Star weather. Which cause detrimental, which is deterring the mind from thinking, because the energy that is unseen might override the day and cause accidents. So here are some basic personalities of the planets. Mercury is about communication, and it's a Wednesday, which is named after Mercury. Venus is about love, and she stands for Friday. Mars is about the god of war and conflict; he represents Tuesday. Saturn is about structure, system, and the Sabbath for Saturday. Jupiter is abundance and generosity, and he is on Thursday. The great sun is for Sunday, 
And the awesome, beautiful moon is for Moon Day on Monday. Uranus is an unexpected surprise planet. Neptune is the emotional intelligence. And then there is Pluto. Pluto is known in mythology as the god of the unknown abyss, the deep dark of the underworld. Personally, I call Pluto's the god of Hades, which is the god of I hate this, I hate that. And my grandmothers often taught me, child, do not hate this. Do not hate that. You can dislike much, but do not hate. As a child, I really hate, 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 hate the idea that I had to learn to love it. I hate, hate, hate writing as a child from the calligraphy to telling stories. As the years pass, Science refused to consider Pluto, the planet in the solar system. So I studied science from physiology to philosophy. No more ninth planet. Now there's only eight. Well, the god of Hades or hate this or hate that. Pluto is now called the planet X. We hate it so much that it got crossed out mathematically because it did not follow the elliptical orbit. It has an offbeat rhythm around the sun, and we don't like that difference. So for goodness sake, as a part of the old school, Pluto has taught me a lot about transformation. Because whatever we resist or hate, it shall persist and it will put us into the gate of hell, of hate this and hate that. We will manifest more of only the image of Hades or what we hate. Pluto's energetically will put our mind to rest. As when things are detrimental means stop thinking so much and feel it all. Yep, the emotions of the mental prison in the cell of hell of not good enough. I wish things were different. But why? Why me? So here is my response. We must learn to respect the aspect of what we hate. We learn through the virtues of the difficult lessons and the wonderful blessings that show us the true God of Hades, of I hate to really pass this test. You see, Pluto is a persona, the mirror image of what our earthly soul has to learn and what we don't like. It shows how the spirit of light compares to the shadow side of the lackluster that is deep within our heart. When we hate this feeling of the unknown, it's oftentimes because spiritually, We are ignorant because of the situation. We like to be in control. The mind loves to control everything. It's got to know every little aspect so it can be in control. Partly to be a skill of all but master of none. It is wise to know thing or nothing. Plus, Pluto teaches us emotionally. Ego, you hate everything. 
you shall lose all things. So that way, you can respect the one thing that is your highest self, that you hold the boundaries of your belonging to know what is true and virtuous. Time after time, I learned to love Pluto because for the walk through the darkness, I have gained the wisdom and I share with all you listeners of the lessons and the blessings. Thank you, Pluto, for the discipline of writing and sorting out the multiple language that are in my head And it's given me the permission to see multiple layers of humanities and their greatest virtues. I appreciate you, Pluto, for you allow me to see the greater design of human perfection that puts me into the awe in the earthly roller coaster and loving every moment that I know I'm still alive. Thank goodness for you, Pluto, for showing me where to wash my face when I wake up every morning to a brand new day and how to wash my hands for the day as I get ready for bed. For I live the best day that I could. These are my lessons that I have learned personally through the art of temperance. And I hope you can use some of the lessons here for this miraculous season. Today is Quest 14. And the word is temperance. Is one a virtue of being authentic in his or her true worth and places the highest value of his or her heart. Libra is a time for fall, harvest, and going inward. Astrologically speaking, Libra is a scale that balances the two opposites. What are we willing to pay for the value of our soul's essence? Libra is a season that asks us to look at relationship between the inner universe and the outer world. The sincere personal relationship with the truthful and the professional communication with the outside world. It is the seesaw of the vision of being in balance or out of balance. It's the center point of the seesaw that weighs one side of the value and the other of worth, which is known as the fulcrum. The fulcrum is the support lever, turns, or the pivot point that determines and influences the overload and the 101% of exerted effort of our personal power. In your physical body, the fulcrum lever system helps the body to change direction, the mind to change its speed, and the bones to change its strength, and the muscle to change and shift its movement. These are the elbow joint, the ankle joints, and the atlanto-occipital joint which bears the head of our weight over our body. Let's just say, if we look at this from the Pluto's perspective, the fulcrum is expressed in our daily stress. It can be measured how our mental thought or chatter, like, this is so stupid. I hate this, or the rolling coaster that is in our head is just dumb. Really now, 
How many of us have said these phases in the last week, last month, or the year of 2020? Hmm? So here is the question. Can your physical strength of being in service to the action, the people, the idea, be balanced? Or are you out of balance with these perspectives? How do you take the center point of the fulcrum, the pivotal behavior change, the responsibility to react as a human being and not have a severe reaction of the human doing to make things worse? Where is the fulcrum in our balance point between the inner and the outer self? All these quests are questions that I'm here to challenge you to find your heart's greater purpose, a better way of nature that nurture our action through preserving our daily living. In the last two quests, we have reviewed a lot about the internal universe and the external outer universe in regards to feelings and sensation. Do we give the world 50% of our personal effort that shows on the outside and keep 50% of our internal power to nourish ourselves on the inside? Does the heart and the head have the equal attention of responsibility and reaction when we show up to the world? Notice that when we show up for the world and not to the world, in the world of energetic frequencies and vibration, we have signs that are softly speaking to us through symbolism. Remember the dog Pluto, which are the facial and the physical expression of communications and no words for dialogue? Here we are expressing our emotional and unmanifested energy through symbolism. So let me share with you a story. And again, most of the stories that I share, there is a story within a story. And it just depends on how your hearts interpret these stories. There is an ancient myth that introduced us to Jupiter, the supreme gods of the Roman, and his son, the messenger Mercury. In the Roman time, there was this great temple that sat two trees, a linden tree and an oak tree in the entrance of the temple. This is a story about Baucis, Philemon, Jupiter, and Mercury. Once upon a time, Jupiter came to the world in a human shape and he visited this country in the islands of the Mediterranean with his son Mercury. Both the father and the son presented themselves as a weary traveler, stopping by many doors and seeking rest and shelter all to find them closed. For it was late, the inhospitable inhabitants would not give the father and the son any attention. Finally, Jupiter and Mercury 
came to this humble home, who received them as a guest for their cottage. Bowses was a pious old woman, and her husband Philemon with a big heart. These two have grown old together and seen many changes and challenges in their lifetime. They are not ashamed with their poverty, or moderate desires, and their kind disposition. When the two heavenly guests crossed the humble cottage, they bowed their head to pass inside the low doors of their simple home. The father, Jupiter, and the son, Mercury, sat on the table as Bowses and Philemon offered them simple food in their small kitchen. Bowses raked the coals from the ashes, kindled the fire, fed the leaves and the dry bark with her scanty breath as she blew into the flame. She split wood and placed them under the fire to kettle up a stew. Philemon collected herbs in the garden and put them in the pots, and he shredded corn from the stalk and prepared them for the pot. The guests were given a small beach bowl so they could wash their hands and their face. While they were in the home, they sat and started these great conversations about life. As they were sitting on the bench where the guests will soon later will rest, were filled with seaweed and cloth that is only laid out for special occasion. Bowses sat at a table with trembling hands as she walked over to get the sweet-smelling herb soup to feed her guests. The couple and the father and the son sat, ate olives, berries that were preserved in vinegar, and radishes and cheese with eggs that is lightly cooked in ashes. They ate a very earthly dishes and using earthenware pitcher to hold the wine and drink from a wooden cup that they had during that time. When they were all ready, they ate the stew, the smoking hot soup was served, and for dessert, they ate apples with honey. Overall, all the friendly faces enjoyed the simple, hearty meal and welcoming company. The old folks were astonished to see the wine as fast as it's poured out. The wine renewed itself in the pitcher on its own accord. Struck with terror, Bowses and Philemon recognized their heavenly guests and fell on their knees with their clasped hands to beg the heart of forgiveness for their poor entertainment. There was an old goose that they had and they kept as a guardian of their humble cottage. They brought them this goose to make the sacrifice in honor for their guests. But the goose was too nimble with aided feet and wings for the old folks. So Jupiter forbade the slain of the goose and spoke, We are the gods. This inhospitable village shall pay for its penalty of its impiety. You alone shall go free from the chastisement. Quit your home. Come with us to the top of the hill. 
Can you imagine what the couple did? They obeyed with one staff in their hand. They labored up to the mountain with a very steep ascent. One foot in front of the other until they reached the eagle's height of the mountaintop. When they turned their eyes to watch what is below, they saw the city was sunk in a lake. And the only thing that was left standing was their home. And they gazed and watched with wonder of the sight. All the lamented fate of their neighbors and the old house has changed. The God turned their house and changed it into a temple. The columns took place in the corner posts and all around the walls appeared to be yellowed and gold and the floors became marbled and the doors the entrance doors were enriched with carvings and ornaments of gold leaves Jupiter turned to them and said, You excellent man and woman, worthy of such a husband and wife, speak. Tell us, Mercury and I, what are your wishes? What favors would you like for us? To serve. Philemon, the wise man with the heart, big heart, took counsel with his wife, Bowses. For a few moments, then they turned and they declared their wish to the God. What wish would you ask the gods if you were them? So, Bowses and Philemon tells Jupiter and Mercury, We ask to be the priest and the guardian of your temple. Since here that we have passed our lives in love and in concord, we wish that one of the same hour take us both from life so that I, Philemon, do not live to see the grave of Bowses and only to be laid next to her. And their prayers were answered. And they were the keepers of the temple as long as they lived. When Philemon and Bowses grew very, very old, as they stood one day before the steps of the sacred entrance, and they were telling the stories to their people about this place, Bowses and Philemon began to put forth their leaves and Philemon saw Bowses and the changing of her manners. They had worn this leafy crown above their head and it has grown and grown over her head. And while the changing looked, she looked Philemon, farewell, 
dear friend, as they said it together, the bark closed their mouths until this day, the people of the Mediterranean and the shepherd still shows these two trees on the temple, the linden tree and the oak, standing side by side. And it's made out of these two good old people, Balsas and Philemon. The virtue of temperance is asking our heart to be mindful because the heavens of the stars and the earthen made of our body, of being human and finding that one true heart. No one can be you, so you must be the one with the one true heart of all the essence that is made up of you. There are four. We are now shown up in for the world. Not to the world, but for the world. We make changes by the way we observe the four-way stop, understanding the four directions of the north, east, south, and west. That is an acronym for news. And by observing these four agreements to our higher self as is to be impeccable with our words and our actions, like the stories of Bausus and Philemon. Do not make assumptions of people and their places because we do not know if we're talking to Jupiter or Mercury. Do not take things personally because there are provisions that we do not know like leaving the old ways and taking the ascent climb to the top of the mountain to see the temple that's being built behind the scene. And always do our very merry best all the way to the end. Still be humble, still be kind, and still be good. Let's dive a little bit deeper into the virtue of temperance and taking both nearsightedness and farsightedness into the perspective of being the shooting star or the shining of the inner star. In Quest 13, when we were given a point of square of opposition, we change our perspective and then the square becomes a diamond shape after we make the shift by working through our shit. Here on quest 14, that is 10 plus 4, we reduce to a single number in numerology, which is 1 plus 4 is 5. 5 is a 5-pointed star. Look up for inspiration. Look upon the stars. Do you spell and see star? How do you spell star? S-T-A-R. When our soul begins the first heartbeat in this amazing planet, Earth, using those irons to pump our blood and the fiery passion that dictates our desire, somehow each of one of our hearts know that there is some kind of destiny or journey that we want to get on. As in, dear sire, this is the quest that Jupiter, the god of abundance, gives us. And Mercury is the way we communicate through our hearts. Here, they showed us a couple, Baucis and Philemon. 
which consists of the heart and the head in a way to find our true purpose and our final destination. Do you want to be among the rats or a brat? As I mentioned in the zodiac sign in Quest 5, star spells backwards is rats. In the I Ching divination, it's a formula that expresses how nature is represented through numbers. It shows a hexagram of a mathematical formula of 64 different combinations. 14, as I mentioned and described earlier, is known as Taiyu. It's great possessing. It's meaning to shine like a star. Again, we are in the year of the metal rat of 2020. The heavens are asking us to shine brilliantly like a star because it's a must so that we do not become rust. Temperance is a symbol that consists of a triangle and a square. The subconsciousness is the fire which represents a triangle. The earthly material or the manifestation of the earth is made up of a square. Temperance is the holy trinity of the union with a tangible earthly plane. In the moment of great stress or the great test, is when the hearts go through the intense temperature of high heat or deep cold. How do we remain calm through the heat of the passion and be centered in peace of the icy cold world? The symbolism is fire, flame moving over the heavenly sky. The mental clarity and the mental luster comes from the sun in the sky. The sun signifies and it sustains all life on earth. The journey of our soul is to activate the hidden power of expansion. Simply by being a human being and not a human doing, takes great possessions of the earthly things and solving the maze by overcoming all obstacles. With every challenge that Plutos give us, we are given a token of courage, a compassion that reveals the hidden power that gives us a breakthrough. The characteristics for 14 is a balance between the sexes, shapes, and self. 14 in the tarot deck of manifestation is called temperance, I Ching, Dayu, the great harvest of good fortune. The great harvest can begin after seeking harmony or the central position point or the fulcrum in both the upper realm and the lower realm, the internal emotional sensation and the outer feelings of the collective. The key to being a five-pointed star is to learn to master the lessons and the blessing by being bright, discriminating, and clear. To take responsibility of being the prince in the present offering of the heavens or princess being engaged and resolve all issues that are in our tissues by being really good and shining the light through what is dark. The poem that expresses the virtue of great harvest goes like this. The farmer's virtue is firm, strong, and brilliant. 
The gardeners respond with the heavenly scent. She acts in accordance with time of nature. The superior person repress evil and promote good. Thus, there is a supreme progress in the yang, the work, the effort will yield great success in the yin, and rewards will be abundance. Temperance comes from a Latin word mean temperantia, means moderation, self-control, self-restraint, observe the proper measure, bringing about the proper characteristics of a calm mind and a tranquil soul. The root word of tempest means a proper time to harvest or the season of change. Tempest is the foundation of temper, means be able to stretch, measure the quality of the elemental hardiness and the electrical resiliency to find that center point. As human beings, we cannot have harmony if we do not come to term with the union of our duality. For example, our present well-being and our future well-being needs to find a balanced middle ground, the central pivot point or the fulcrum on the scale of the sacredness of being human into existence. The measure of great harvest is the exercise of skillful restraint, guard against self-indulgence. In the fall, we harvest the fruits and the vegetable from the previous year of the effort we put into nurturing our crops. The tree will not bear fruit if we do not take the time to nourish the roots of good soil. By trimming the heavy branches, watering the tree, and the tree needs to endure through all four seasons. Thus, the cardinal virtues of temperance is avoiding excess. Too much of a great thing is not a good thing. The natural ways of nature in the virtue of temperance is abstaining from excess, not enough challenges will not build character to a good and enduring tree. In mastering the art or the elemental, which consists of the four-way stop, stop, look, think, and proceed. These are the practice of mastering the art of temperance. Once, one, practice in not letting things get the best of us. Two, achieve progress in all the areas that we seek to explore. Looking within for the grace and sincerity. Three, you must have long-term vision or goal or desire that will create some sense of purpose, the life's intention with full attention. Four, learn to be balanced with long-term needs with the quick-term happiness. So balance 
quick-term happiness and long-term need. Moderation and balance takes lots of patience and it is the lessons of virtue of temperance. Oracle 14 described temperance is the soul must learn to be in balance, to be at peace, to have patience, practice moderation, keeping calm, flow with tranquility, finding harmony, and achieving serenity. The lessons of achievement involves moving forward but staying fluid and mobile. Expect nothing but be prepared for everything. Be mindful at aiming for usefulness in moving forward and spread the wealth by having a healthy attitude of generosity, especially for those who have helped us grow, bloom, and flourish. The opposite of temperance is recklessness, hastiness, being imbalanced, excess, and do things in extreme. According to the ancient sages, teachers, and elders, they believe that the heaven, the earth, and human being are represented in this great auspicious place where we can harvest abundance. An ancient king who is generous and humble bears a great spirit in seeking harmony to help his people will be able to reap great harvests. As a priestess of being human being, it's the heart's role is to be humble, sincere, gentle, magnanimous, and willing to seek and find harmony with people and the blessing that helps us ascend for the greater good. We can do this by changing the perspective and being a guest in life. Try not to spill over when we are actually full with abundance. Try not to be so proud after we have attained great success. Find that balance and always seek harmony and humbleness. First, try to lose association to harm or things that we fight against. But no, it can never be. Life often offers us the greatest gift basing on our frequency. Are you a prince or a pauper? Based on our vibration, are you full of petty or courageous in the principle of the heart? And life offers us the greatest gift based on our power to shine the inner certainty that it does not need to defend. Dayu is when the star rise as an individual spirit of fire and becomes the great provider in accomplishing a good goal uniting all life and forces through gentleness. The character of Tayu express is firm, strong, ordered, and clear. A person's character possesses these great measure, inexhaustible source of energy that is available when we open ourselves to nature's which help us strive towards excellence. When we 
are in control of our needs, we can be open and be a recipient to the subtle treasure that life has in store for our destiny. For the example of the natural world, we need to be, I guess, animals and vulture, they play as a host. The tree is a guest. The tree provides shelter for the tiny nest that's hidden in the branches. The tree does not play the host of control. What birds get to set up their nest, what animals get to have shelter. The tree opens itself to be a guest. So learn to be the linden tree or the oak tree, which is open to the winds of inspiration. It moves and it dances under the rainbows. The trees act as a steward for pollination and rebirth. The winds and the rain are a guest because they're generated by the changing pressures of the system and the atmosphere. And they learn to adapt the forces of nature. The earth is our guest because it responds to the changes in the atmosphere and temperature. The moon and her great bodies of water as it rise and fall and the earth knows that it's not a host because it cannot control the mysteries of the universe. She is the guest among all the nine planets traveling across the galactical universe. The final key is to be the key in being the compass that is on. Compassion. Compass is on. Being compassionate is to be like a magnet instead of the, the magnetic of human doing. Human doing gathers a lot of possessions. It collects on all sorts of challenging relationship, toys that lack humbleness. A compassionate being is a being of not doing. Because when we fail to incorporate the work that takes temperance in making the great fulfilling, life is full of abundance. Life is more meaningful when we experience our relationship with others. In this quest, quest 14, I hope that you have some clarity in the mind and the strength in the character that made your heart the abundant star. We must have values in ourselves so we can have values in others. Temperance, virtue, is refusing to take the easier path, to seek a higher aim, but also remain true to ourselves, our heart, and our soul. No holding on to grudges, Rise above all the superficial works of wonder because we are worthy of this great responsibility. The vessel of being is to open and always filled when we are the service of, to others. When we open our hands, make sure that the attitude is a gesture of abundance and not what we will receive in return. Keep in balance with sincerity. Plants receive the greeting of the sunlight, offers unconditional sincerity that transcends the material world because it's radiance. It's inspired by truth, dignity to its core. We are blessed by the heavens and the stars to receive what we need to have this great fortune of life.
Be that vessel of abundance that overflows. No need to cling on to anything, but allow all things come to us. Great powers come from the powers of strength. So the work that is required to become the vessel of abundance, the lasting prosperity, is the one that honors the highest value and further the collective for the good of all. And that is a virtue of temperance. May you have a blessed new moon and a beautiful ride on this roller coaster. Take time, find your center point, find that fulcrum, and nourish yourself. Have a most beautiful week. Until next time. I love you. I thank you. I appreciate you. Bye-bye.